This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Listen, let's uh, um, start here then, shall we? Um, so, the Southern African Fraud Prevention Service has warned that scammers are increasingly using traditional belief systems uh, to defraud South African cultural and ancestral believers in the guise of helping them get through economically trying times. According to the Fraud Prevention Service, um, fraudsters target South Africans that are struggling to make ends meet and would typically seek guidance from the tradi- from traditional African healers to see them through these challenging times. Let's speak to the Head of Product Development at the South African Fraud Prevention Service, Nazia Karim. Good morning to you and thanks for joining us. Good morning, TB. Thanks for having us. Just talk to us about how these latest scams work now. It seems like well, this is also one that is quite elaborate in terms of uh, how they go about uh, duping people. Yes, unfortunately, um, scammers look for new ways to always manipulate us. A traditional scam will just uh, impact our emotions and our circumstances, whereas this new ancestry scam is not just traditionally is it's impacting our traditions, our beliefs, our emotions, and the circumstances. When we are in a tough spot, whether it be financial or health or any particular circumstance in our life, we look to our higher beings to assist us and provide us with some form of direction in our lives, and we are also vulnerable at that time and this is that perfect spot that niche spot mm. that these scammers are now targeting mm. i would imagine that uh, in order to be able to scam someone in this way you would have to know quite a lot about the the the, the individual in the sense that you'd even have to, in order to know that this is somebody who believes um in in you know traditional healers and in those kind of belief systems and so on yes yes um, so the scammers are actually taking it a little bit further. They're doing a little bit of their homework. They're filing their uh, targets. Um, they look you up. They um, check out your information that you've put into the public domain. Um, it's things that consumers are publishing about themselves online. It's stuff that they may have picked up or gleaned from people that know you and then created a profile about you that said, okay, this person actually does believe in traditional beliefs. Um, They are actually someone who is financially in a position to, you know, have money or access to funds. Mm. And they profile their actual victims before they in fact target them. Ultimately, though, I mean, I think once you've identified that this is someone that, uh, you know, uh, has or follows certain belief systems, uh, I think it just comes down to people, you know, preying on people's uh, desperation and vulnerability. I think ultimately Mm. this is what all victims of scams have in common is that desperation. That is very true. Mm. I think what's the most difficult thing about it is that a fraud is just, uh, a situation where money is stolen from the victim and they only find out about it a little while later. But in the scam, the victim actually plays an active role in their loss. And it leaves the victim then wondering, how did I not see this coming? How did I allow myself to become victim? It questions, they start questioning their judgment and it leaves them mentally messed. 
in this way, uh, a scam is a little more, um, it's a little more vicious in the mannerism mm. that it's perpetrated. And we need to be able to create awareness amongst our uh, citizens, amongst our com- consumers. Listen, scammers are not there just to let you know that uh, they're coming to steal your money. They're there to come and manipulate you before they steal your money. And when they do it, they're going to use every possible channel that they can to get you to give them their money. Yeah. What is the advice then? I mean, uh, in the situations like this, I mean, I would assume that the advice would be the same whenever dealing with all kinds of, uh, um, well, you never know when you're being scammed at the time that you're being scammed. But uh, I think the guiding principle I would imagine would be the same. You know, when somebody makes you an offer that's too good to be true, that often it is. That is true. Um, in this particular circumstance, in, Anc- in ancestry scams, um, the victim is also a little bit uh, unable to make that difference because they are drugged during the process. They are given some form of hallucinogens that actually make them believe they've seen their ancestors or spoken to their ancestors. So it's a little more dangerous than a, a regular scam. But what we need to actually understand is that if you are being approached by someone who is claiming to be a traditional healer or a sangoma, you need to actually ask, does this traditionally, a traditional healer uh, provide me with a certificate to prove that they are valid? Have they um, been registered against a traditional healer's organization of South Africa? You need to do a little bit of background check for yourself. Um, part of the responsibility does unfortunately come back on ourselves. When we're planning to make financial decisions that are going to make big changes in our life, we need to first investigate where we're going, what we're doing, and why we're doing it. And most importantly, who are we doing it with? Mm. And then you need to ask, how did these people get my information if I didn't give it to them? I tell you Where what, did they get it from? 100%. Just hold on a mm. second. Let me just uh, bring on a caller if you will just stay with us. Nazia, uh, France is in Johannesburg. Uh, uh, go ahead, France, nice and quick for us. Uh, sure, Titi. I don't know if you're a traditional scammer or whatever. Yeah, but I don't know if you're a traditional scammer. What do they do? I just want to get to the gist of this. What, what are they doing to rob us? Yeah. They just my shoulder, then I follow them. Do they just smear me with mochi or something? Then they take yeah. my money. What are they doing? Are they yeah. taking my information, displaying it somewhere, okay. going to my bank? You know, how, how are they doing it? Okay. That's All right, fine. Them. Please listen on your radio. Basically, France is just asking them exactly what the MO. Uh, he wants to follow up more in detail on the M, the modus operandi here. Um, I mean, you have uh, we mentioned that, you know, these are people that would uh, investigate someone and actually establish that they... Uh, you know, this is someone who believes in this. Um, but as you were saying, that there's a hell of a lot more information that they would need about you. First of all, they would need to find out that you are uh, someone who's in desperate situation financially. You are someone who believes in uh, the, that uh, traditional healers can, um, you know, can help you. Um, but yes. that, yeah, but that further than that, uh, there's an elaborate that it also involves of traditional healer themselves or the tra- yeah. Yes. So um, aside from them profiling their potential uh, targets and the information that you as a consumer publish on your social media, publish uh, vocally yourself, they may even befriend you. The new MO, which is turning a little bit, uh, is the amalgamation of romance scams 
and the traditional ancestry scam, mm. where they pretend to even become uh, a partner in your life. And as part of that process, they will then pretend to say, listen, my traditional belief requires me to have you vetted by my ancestors. Um, so please, can we go and have this vetting process completed? And then when we meet our ancestors, I have to go to the Sangoma and the Sangoma is going to say, listen, you need to be able to do certain actions. You need to be able to take certain um, steps to be cleansed of any, um, you know, misgivings that are taking place in your life. And um, many of the people who do believe in, in, the, in the traditional belief system yeah. do actually believe that, yes, they do need to be cleansed. And they take uh, a sip of this, Mm. Um, of this cleansing this liquid yeah. or, uh. or whatever it is that they provide them. And it contains hallucinogens that creates illusion for them. So by the time they walk out of that actual Sangoma's, uh, or should I say the fake Sangoma or the fake prophet who's pretending to be that Sangoma mm. that's got this message for you from your ancestors, you have definitely believed that you've met these people, that you've spoken to your ancestors. Yeah. When you come home, you follow out the instructions. Um, and most times the instructions is to cash out as much of the money as you've got. Mm. Come home with it in a bag and come and meet me again. Okay. And Very, yeah. in the in first instance, they would have given you some financial payback to say, listen, you did the first step and you did the first cleaning. And as a reward, um, your ancestors have doubled the money that you wow. bought or they've given oh. you a gift. So when you walk out, you are 100% convinced that Nazi, that yeah. is the right yeah. step. This is most fascinating. Nazia Karim, thank you very much for talking to us. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. May I just say that when you are experiencing scam, please uh, look at the Yima website. We've got solutions and tools on the site to help prevent you from falling victim. Mm. And then if you do fall victim, we have a hotline, which is 083-123-SCAM, which is 7226. You can call that and any one of our participating members will be able to help you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Daria, Nazia Karim, Head of the Product Development for the South African Fraud Prevention Service. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.